Welcome to America's Web Radio. David, I apologize. I was a little bit late today. It just happens sometimes. Well, yeah, it happens. Better late than never, though, right? I don't know. Maybe better never Depends than late. Depends on how the show is today. I, I do want to you know, welcome everybody to the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. I'm not usually late, although I usually cut it very close, as David <laughs> knows. Usually yeah. very close. So the time warp did not work today here in traffic in Atlanta. But, David, you know what uh, Saturday was, don't you? The second. It was second, and it was a beautiful, beautiful day for gardening. I oh, yeah. I got, I got a lot planted. I got uh, all of my stuff I should have planted in March and April I got planted on Saturday. Well, uh, I, and here's the really good news. No rain this week. No, I, I've got to go. Except I, I don't know whether my wife and I uh, have uh, pollen sinus problems or, or bad colds, but... Uh, she started it, and, and then she's in Charlotte right now. So, But I took it up. and, and uh, The pollen seems to have oh. died down, so it might be a cold. But i got to yeah. tell you, I am so excited about this Saturday because I can finish planting everything. I get yeah. everything in the ground this Saturday, um, including all my tomatoes and peppers, which I finally pulled out of my inside greenhouse <laughs> and put on my back porch to get them ready for the planting. Do you plant time. many seeds? Uh, I have, uh, let's say I think I counted them, I have 280 tomato plants and 100 and... 60 pepper plants. Wow. Ready that, to go. That, that was, what, was in your house? It was in my house. And okay. I have uh, 30 eggplants if they survive. I always have trouble with eggplants. Do you, uh, but do you plant anything by seeds alone in your garden? Oh, in the garden. Everything else is by seed. Everything. Oh, is it? Oh, so okay. I've got, this Saturday I planted uh, six different types of radishes because mm. I love radish. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Uh, four different types of carrots. Um, uh, I mean, like 10 different types of lettuce, kale, collards, um, uh, rocket, arugula, uh, I even put my peas in the ground. Uh, ah. A little late for peas, but you know we'll see what happens. Snap peas, and you got your beans in, got I'm sure. Beans are going this Saturday, next Saturday. Beans are ah. going this next Saturday. Ah, okay. Um, and, and okra, uh, plenty of okra. I've got okra going in this Saturday with the corn. I'm going to put oh. corn. I always put corn in because uh, it doesn't I'm, produce, you know, but it looks good. I'm not doing corn at all. I, I've decided you, this is... You know what the corn's been good for? Fertilizer. Yeah. Because yeah. when I grounded back, because this year I didn't, you know, I didn't burn or anything. I literally just... Rototilled everything into the soil. I burned, and thank goodness my my oldest son, my CPA son, I might add, um, came over Saturday, and you know it wasn't windy, and with two people doing it, it was very easy to put the deer screen up. Oh. When it's windy and you're doing it by yourself, now is your deer screen solid tough. or is it? Uh, no, it's a mashed mesh. up. Yeah, well, I have a, I have solid from about three feet down, or not solid, but I, I have a. Like a rabbit wiring fence, fence. like a chicken wire kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's uh, graduated in size where you know nothing can no get in. No critters can get in. Yeah, and then uh, I'm never worried about <coughs> critters. They're not going to do that much damage. Critters aren't going to do that. At least by me, they're not going to do much. Damage. I, got, I got quite a few rabbits. That oh, would, I don't uh, have rabbits because I mow all around there. And yeah. <laughs> I think they eat some up. But I'm pretty um, sure the rabbits don't go. Yeah, but I, I was so excited, David, to have finally get everything in. And then, but one little problem. What's that? I went to start my water pump so I could water ah, them, yeah. and, the, and the twine broke. Ah. And my father-in-law, who fixed it last year for me, yeah. he says, I fixed it so it's uh, it's better. I said, And I went and figured out what he meant by that. All the screw heads are now inside the housing. I take the whole housing off, which wow. I haven't had time to do yet, which is even a, it's like a major operation to get to, to get to that very small part. I could just take it off the... The pump. So, so well. Well, thank you. Is that your telephone going off? Uh, that was uh, was he- heavens telling me it must be time to have the, the immigration hour on America's web radio. Oh, the other thing I did do, and I, and I, you know, I am very anti-ethanol and this gas that they're selling that isn't gas anymore. Well, you shouldn't. Um, make, you turn, shouldn't turn your but, food into fuel, personally. But that's just. But me. I, uh, I took my. I was. I started having. I have a. Uh, Roby that does my weed eating as well as my uh, rototilling uh-huh. and all this stuff. Oh, detachable heads. Whatever. Yeah, and uh, I bought one every year just about. Really? And this year I I cleaned it up. I did everything, took the gas out, started it up okay, but it wasn't running real good. Mm-hmm. And uh, so finally Saturday I, I said, okay, I'm going to, do it myself. I'm not gonna. You know, they get you. You can take it in and get it fixed for well, sixty bucks, or you, or you can buy a new one for right. hundred and sixty. So, right. 
Anyway, to make a long story short, I put all of the new filters and stuff in myself and said screw them. And it's working like a charm. It's awesome. But this gas is just terrible. It well, is terrible. Does it use regular gas? Like regular yeah. Gas yeah. yeah. I, I, my, all of my tools use uh, the mixture. So no, once mine, it gets mine's diesel, a four-cycle. So. Yeah, it's a two-cycle. Once the two-cycle gas gets in there, it, uh, everything works pretty good. And then, of course, my tractor runs on diesel. So yeah. I, don't, I don't have to. I can, I, can, I can make my own gas if I need yeah. to for that thing. Uh, but I can tell you, it was just a joy to finally get the garden going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, no question. And I planted a bunch of flowers as oh, well. Oh, I didn't plant And I was flowers. eating strawberries out of my greenhouse, which were... Oh. Awesome. Well, year. I appreciate the big basket of strawberries you brought eating, in. They, there wasn't today. anything to bring to the house. Literally, <laughs> I was eating them. <laughs> I walked in there. It's only a patch four feet wide by 20 feet long. So, I mean, it's 80 square feet of, of strawberries. It's not a lot. Honestly, it's not a lot of strawberries. Yeah. When you think those big containers that you get, they, they that's a lot of acres that they're, you know, every one of those crates of, uh, of, of strawberries at Costco. When uh, Whenever you decide you want to go into uh, the. Uh, Immigration hour. I was about to jump uh, into that now. Let me know. Uh, I, I've got a question. For sure, you. sure. It doesn't involve Hillary Clinton, though, does it? Because she's speaking today on immigration. Your girlfriend is. I thought she was your girlfriend. I didn't want to get into your territory. No, I like Billy. I Bill. tell you what. I, I put it. He deal was on us yesterday. Wasn't I know. He? I I tell you what. I I have totally decided that those two people. You know what Pam is? That stuff your wife yeah, sprays. Yeah, yeah. I think they shower in that stuff. <laughs> You well, know? they used to call Ronnie Reagan the Teflon prince. Yeah. Well, he I, has nothing on these guys, i got to tell you. You know, they, they come out. I couldn't even, well, I'm not going to go into it because it's But you had a question, there. Yes, I do have a question. Uh, you're, obviously, I'm sure you're aware of the situation that happened in Dallas. Uh, yes, Which I, I was very pleased with my Garland Police Department. <clears throat> but... My concern is, and, and it's with immigration, it's certainly within the bounds of the show. Um, or, or, you know, we've got so many things going on. We've, we've got an immigration problem that's not being addressed. We have immigration, and we have people coming in our front door, back door, whichever door, that are terrorists. You've got terrorists that are homegrown now. Um, and then we have the stuff in Baltimore. Do you and the and the immigration situation? I think you know it a whole lot better than I do, particularly with with those coming in from the south. But are we are we with? And I don't think immigration is is a, a powder keg, but I think everything that is you know floating around in the air from the riots the. All of this It's so fixable I mean, it's, All of it is but, but it's, yet, it's The lack of political leadership In addressing what are really Not complicated issues uh, But uh, People aren't willing to compromise To get to a solution that works for everybody I'm just waiting so, for the the rioters in Baltimore Or, the, or their brothers That's over I mean, that Baltimore's uh, well, over. No, I'm, I'm talking in generalities uh-huh. To come head to head with Immigrants or something, or are the undocumented? Well, you see, I, I, I think you know. There, certainly, that's what Jeff Sessions wants to have happen. He wants to stir up anger among poor African Americans against immigrants. But the reality is, they're allies, not opponents. Um, and uh, some of the same issues that that African Americans face in this country, including growing up in grinding poverty with without the real ability to overcome that poverty, which is the real cause of the riots in, in, in Baltimore. Besides gross police misconduct in that particular case. Um, in Baltimore? In Baltimore, absolutely. Absolutely gross police misconduct. I, I think... Over I think a period this, of years. I David. think this comes back to leadership, though. I, 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 I agree. The leadership is clearly an issue. But at the end of the day, a lot of this stuff can be solved by an effective government. Government has a reason to exist. We don't live in a libertarian utopia of... of what, what is it... Uh, Galt's Gulch. You know, the, the reality is we are interdependent on each other. And until we are more effectively interdependent, realize that, and more effectively deal with the interdependence rather than trying to separate people for political purposes, we're not going to get to the point where we can uh, lift each other's burdens in a way that, frankly, a true Christian nation, if we really are such a thing, 
would do. We're not today. So, but so you support the mayor that said, "Give them space and uh, let them destroy anything they the, want the, to." The mayor clearly was. <laughs> what do I say about her? Unprepared for the situation, uh, which is stunning because she shouldn't have been unprepared for the situation. Powder, that was a powder keg waiting to happen in Baltimore for years, uh, but clearly not effective uh, leadership. I thought the prosecutor. Uh, brought forward some real political political leadership by conducting her own investigation, not relying on the police, and then coming up with the charges. That diffused things faster than anything the police were going to be able to do. Uh, and certainly took care of any white ones. Those guys might not be convicted at the end of the day, but the reality is you don't need to convict them. You just needed to arrest them and show the, the public, hey, we're not going to tolerate this. We're going to make sure the police obey the law as well. And, and, and if they're not day. convicted, what do you think is going to happen? Nothing. Look at look at Florida. So Zimmerman goes away. Zimmerman gets gets away with it. Are you riots? No. Well, let me ask. Should because people are willing to let the justice system, as long as they feel that it's at least to some extent fair, they're willing to let the justice system work, uh, as long as it's fair. And I think I think it'll be fair there. Here's here's the bigger issue though. Our our leadership, both at the state and federal level, still don't want to deal. With the sources of what is much much about poverty, uh, and it's not throwing money at it. I'm not talking about having bigger welfare programs. I'm talking more effective leadership of, of these issues, uh, a more effective way of ensuring that communities come together and work with each other instead of against each other. I mean, when your only hope to succeed in life is to sell drugs in the corner, that's a problem. That's a problem. Now, some would argue that immigration is the cause of that, that we could bring in so many immigrants in or taking all that's just, that's just crap. That's the idea that there's only X number of jobs. There's only X number of jobs, and you know, I don't believe in the limited pie theory. Uh, I believe immigrants create jobs. When they come, they don't take jobs. Um, but at the same time, we have, a, we have people in Congress that are buying in, Republicans in Congress, I don't call them people, they're Republicans in Congress, that are buying into the limited jobs theory, guys like Jeff Sessions from Alabama, who are trying to infuse hatred into the African American community against immigrants to get them to be some sort of ally for them as he, as he bemoans both undocumented immigration and legal immigration. Uh, but, you know, I think what we're going to see, though, is an increase in the types of, uh, of, of, of civil disobedience or riots in the context of Reaction to police as long as the police continue to do things which are perceived to be anti-community. Let's take a break here on Immigration Air on America's Web Radio. Si usted tiene problemas con inmigración o asuntos que tiene que arreglar, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Tenemos más de 50 años de experiencia haciendo las leyes de inmigración y defendiendo a los inmigrantes. Llámenos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O al www.immigration.net Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to America's Web Radio. This is the Immigration Hour. Davis could be back with you today. I'm, uh, I had a good week, by the way. Good. I had a good week. And uh, excited to be here now. Your girlfriend, Hillary, is in Vegas today. How, how appropriate is that, right? In Vegas? In Vegas. Rolling her dice. Rolling her dice. Uh, she's going to be at Rancho High School today. Uh, where she's going to be on a round because you know she's on a listening tour. She's listening. She she, she wants to hear from you. I'll start say uh, Bill's there with her, except he's he's at the ranchero uh, that's uh, I think west of Los. I, I don't know where. <laughs> I mean, what, is, what, what do they call that place? Uh? 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, we used to call it the chicken farm, but I, I don't know what uh, they have different terms in Vegas from what what they did in Texas. I'm sure they do. <laughs> uh, so she is there, and what she's going to do is she's going to uh, uh, call uh, for a, a strengthening, her, emphasize her fight to strengthen families and communities, and how to change the immigration system so families stay together. Now, here's what's interesting. Her husband was the man that did more to separate families in the immigration context than any president up until Barack Obama, who has finished that fight and destroyed countless numbers of families. So the irony here does not escape me. And yet, why will Hispanics vote for her in overwhelming numbers, David? Because the GOP talk, they don't act worse, they just talk worse. And people hear the blah, 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 blah talking, so they're going to go to the Democrats. And is the Democrats, a Democratic president in Bill Clinton, who started this fight? Well, the Republicans in Congress passed it. Yeah, but he could have vetoed it, but he didn't veto it. He didn't veto it. And and Obama could have said, you know, this, this scheme of enforcement, I'm going to make this work more effective. He could have done it at the beginning of his presidency. No, he waited until after he deported two and a half million people. <coughs> so... Uh, I just think it's ironic she's going to be out there. She'll have lots of people there, I'm sure. Uh, but, David, I, I will not be listening to it. How about you? Will you, will you, be, will you be listening to what it? What time? Is, I'd like to rush home and catch is that it if I could. It's 2.45 today, uh, which would be Nevada time. So that would be about 4, about four, f- four, four, four three, No, 5.45, three-hour time difference in summertime. So you've got plenty of time to get home and watch her. It'll, I'm sure it'll be on CNN. But i gotta, I got to work in my garden. Will you, will you help me bring the TV and the cable out? You know what? You could probably watch it on your iPad. No, mine runs out of batteries too fast. You need, yeah. you need to get a new iPad, David. I know. Well, you I don't. It. Don't make enough money here. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm documenting. David, all I see is money hanging from the ceilings in yeah. here. It's uh-huh. just amazing. Uh-huh. Um, so Hillary's got her path go forward. You know, David, there is a country that is involved in a huge immigration debate right now uh, that's not the United States. Did you know that? You, a lot of people, Americans, we're very, you know, we tend to be very parochial in our worldview. <laughs> is it that America is the beating heart of the world and everything seems to be, uh, to be around here? But the reality is immigration is an issue everywhere. Now, I, saw, I know you've seen some of the footage of the vast numbers of people leaving Libya. Now, they're not necessarily Libyans, by the way. Many of them aren't Libyans. They're from Eritrea and Ethiopia, from south of Libya, going through Libya, which is basically a lawless country at this point getting on crowded ferries and just kind of going into Europe. And they have a mad... That is an immigration crisis, okay? Italy, Spain, southern France, uh, they've got these boatloads, hundreds which is coming in at a time. Many, um, but many of them dying on the shores uh, before they leave or before they get, uh, before they get across the Mediterranean. Uh, but England has actually really been a very interesting focal point for the effects of anti-immigration rhetoric and then following up. So the current leader of England is a cons- of what we would call a conservative. Now, by our standards, David, <laughs> they're not conservative, but in their parlance, they are conservative. They are the, that's the, it's the Margaret Thatcher folks. Uh, and one of the things uh, they did when they came into power a few years ago, they got rid of Tony Blair, was they really cracked down on immigration. Uh, so in 1997, for example... People who think immigration is the most important issue facing Britain, 1997, 4%. 2015, 36%. Wow. Well, what has happened in the meantime? The EU brought in a whole bunch of Eastern European countries, uh, which then made their there was no immigration. They just literally go into, they can work. Um, Second, there had been a massive immigration from Southeast Asia, both from Pakistan and India, and other Middle Eastern countries into into your, into into the UK. Uh, so it's been interesting to see how the the immigration issue is affected so much that in the current campaign right now, there's an election about to happen in the UK. That the anti-immigration party, the the conservatives, have probably it looks like they've overplayed their hand on immigration, much like the GOP has been overplaying their hand on immigration. And the votes are shifting back on uh, from the immigrant community and from others who support them to the to the Liberal Party, which would be the Tony Blair Party. Um, and it looks like uh, conservatives are going to lose on immigration. 
So it's not just you know America uh, that has these this issue of immigration, uh, and maybe because I'm so involved in it. And David, you see me once a week, and you see how I'm involved in it, and so you you pay more attention to it. If, I, if you didn't have an immigration show here, probably wouldn't be paying much attention to it at all. It's, like, you know, it's kind of on the periphery of your life. But for me, it's in the center of what I do, and it's the center of how I live. So I'm, I'm cognizant of these things that are happening, and it's been interesting to see how some of our anti-immigration groups, our nativist groups in America, have tried to borrow some of the slogans and some of the, some of the processes from the UK as they try to, to change the immigration system while they have control in the Congress uh, for, for in a very negative way, and it's not taking effect because the American people aren't like the British. The British do not have a long history of immigration except from British colonies. So, yeah, you might see a guy from Jamaica in England who's black. Okay, well, that, you know, that's just a long history of British immigration from their empire. What they don't have a, a long history of is, is incorporating, like we do, incorporating other cultures into their culture. Um, and British culture is one that's not nearly as malleable as, the, as American culture. American culture changes every generation, who we are, how we act, who we, how, we, how we interact, how we project ourselves. Literally every generation is a little bit different. Part of that is, is both progress, and the other part is clearly the, the, the newest wave of immigrants and how they change and, 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 and mold and better American society. So it's been interesting to see the U.K. go through this. I have a couple of good friends who are U.K. immigration lawyers. And over there, they, their Congress, their parliament does not enact immigration laws. The immigration laws are done by the Home Office, which is run by whoever's in charge. So if the conservatives are in charge of parliament, the prime minister says, Home Office, do X, Y, and Z. So, for example, if you wanted to immigrate to the U.K. today and you were married to a British woman, good luck with that. It's really, really hard. It's really easy here for the most part. It's really, really hard in the U.K. What about Either only the, Congress can effectively change the law. What about the situation in London? I can't address the countryside, but London You've been itself. Uh, no, I haven't. Oh. But uh, I do know, you know, I have rich friends like you that go and they <laughs> report back to me. Anyway. Um, five years, yeah. In London, they they have quite a Muslim problem, Islamic problem. I don't well, know about Muslim the countryside. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a minority of people who would practice Islam, absolutely. Uh, some would call it London Stan, is what I've heard it called on occasion. Well, it's a large, um, I think it's a fairly large population, and they've had their problems with it. Well, they certainly have some and, problems with it. They had the terrorist attacks, of course, uh, back in on March. So 11. where is their immigration policy with that? Well... They have tried to uh, deport people, I effectively have deported many people who, who they believe to be terrorists. They don't have the Constitution, the little constitutional thing to really bother them. They can, they can just deport people in a more effective way. Uh, but uh, they have tried to basically limit immigration from Muslim countries, uh, uh, make it harder to bring people over. But they, they have their constraints within their system as well. And so that's, I think part of the backlash now is they've probably gone a little too far in how they've reacted to it. Um, and making it hard for even British businesses to hire qualified foreign workers there. In many ways, England has the same problem we have, is they're not graduating enough people from their colleges and universities in the STEM fields to keep them economically viable, so they've got to import them. So it's really interesting to see how that interacts with, uh, with the whole process of so American immigration. We're, we're going to have to take a break in a minute, but when we come back, I, since you brought it up... Uh, is and I realize off the top that there's no country like the United States. There is in no the country world. like us. There's not. But with that being said, is there any country, to your knowledge, that has a better or has an immigration policy uh, that would be something that you would consider the ability to copy? But with that, we've got to take a break. Let's take a break here on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. Si usted ha casado con un ciudadano o tiene problemas con inmigración o tiene una oferta de trabajo, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Con más de 100 años de experiencia en la ley de inmigración, conocemos la ley y sabemos cómo ayudarle. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611, a las 404-816-8611, o visítenos al www.immigration.net. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. 
Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. Well, David, one thing I wanted to tell you before I answer your question about which immigration systems we should emulate or not, uh, I bought a beehive. Good for you. There's a new thing called f- uh, the uh, uh, the Flow Hive, uh, based out of uh, New Zealand. It was invented by a guy, and he I found it on Indiegogo. And it doesn't come with the bees, but it's uh, what's great about the system. It doesn't involve lifting out the trays and have the whole bee. Literally, he's designed the hive out of plastic instead of out of wood uh, so that the hive can move. So you have the, the, the hexagons like that that the bees fill up. Well, you, you move a lever, and they shift like that, and all the honey flows out to the bottom right into jars. Huh. Now, what about the combs, though? Th- those are the combs. The combs literally shift. Okay. They empty out, then you just shift them back, and the bees fill them up again. Oh. Well, that's sneaky. Isn't that sneaky? Yeah. I'm, I mean, what a brilliant idea. Yeah. Uh, he raised, I think it's $15 million on Indiegogo. Uh, Matt, I mean, it's a, it's a brilliant idea. He, his goal was he needed $100,000, and he raised $15 million. Wow. Uh, this could revolutionize the beekeeping industry. Um, so my, it's the back order, of course. I'm probably not going to get them to the fall. But I'll get those and buy some bees, and uh, next year I should have a better garden and a better oh, better, yeah. tr- better fruit well trees. Well-pollinated yeah. garden. Okay. That's our problem, of course, not the bees around anymore. So, And I love honey anyway. So. Oh, I, yeah, I do too. So maybe uh, next next spring I'll be able to bring you some honey in. Oh, that, that would be nice. It'd be nice. I would appreciate it. Uh, now, David, you ask a great question. Are there any immigration systems out there uh, whose elements we could incorporate or adopt into our system? Um, there was a study a couple of years ago uh, done out of a think tank in Washington, D.C. that looked seriously... Well, that gives it credibility. Yeah, well, you know, David, somebody's got to think about this stuff. Um, I mean, I didn't think it was very credible, but that's just me. Uh, looking at Canada's point system, uh, Australia now has a similar point system. Canada actually has tossed most of their point system to away because the point system was this. Okay, you get X points for speaking English. You get X points for uh, being uh, having a degree. Uh, you get X points for uh, having relatives in the country. Uh, you get X points for uh, being in an area of study or area of work which the country needs. And if you accumulate enough points... Then you can immigrate to Canada. That was kind of the idea, uh, and it wasn't everybody. I mean, it was a limited number of people that could come in. But if you got enough points, you're probably going to come in eventually. The problem with that system is you ended up having PhDs in nuclear science driving taxi cabs in Toronto, because people can get highly educated abroad, but if the economy to which they're coming doesn't already have a job preset for them or open for them like we do in the U.S. for our labor certification process, then the reality is you're going to have some hyper-qualified people driving taxi cabs. Uh, so the point system is not one that I personally favor because I don't think it really gets you where you need to be. Uh, but that's kind of the, the alternative that's out there, David, because uh, what we have, we have a system based upon family immigration. Uh, now, some people call it chain immigration, but if the chain is 30 or 40 years long, yeah, we have a chain immigration through family. You want to bring your family, and we've and our entire immigration system is based on family. We have a small part of our system based upon employment, where there are open job offers for people to come here. They're not enough. That, that the, the problem with our system now is, while designed for family, and families do immigrate, and that accounts for a good chunk of our undocumented immigration population, where many people are in the quote line but are waiting here after they enter undocumented. But we have people waiting to come in legally through an employment-based system that has them waiting years for the job that's open to them now. So we don't have enough openings for family to all come. We don't have enough openings for the jobs that are already available to come. Uh, and the, at the same time, we have a, a green card lottery system where people could just literally play a lottery and get a green card with no promises of a job here in the United States for them. Uh, it's, I, I personally think it's stupid. 
Um, now, it is how many Africans have immigrated to the United States over the last 25 years. I think we needed to diversify our population in that way. But I think there's probably better ways to have done that through education, through um, increased aid in, in, in African countries, which would get people to train to come through a more open immigration system uh, for employment-based immigration, where employers can hire the right qualified people and investors can come in an easier fashion to invest and create jobs in the United States. Um, so we've got a real dichotomy there between these two systems, a family-heavy employment light system when maybe it should be reversed. That's what a lot of people are talking about. Rubio's talking about that. Bush is talking about that, shrinking who can come through family and increasing who can come through employment. I mean, have we had, you've had 50 years of family-based immigration. It's been good, but it could have been better if we had to focus on employment-based immigration and investment-based immigration, and I think, I think it can be. Um, and then we, have, of course, have asylum and refugees. The, the only other alternative system out there, really, David, is a point system. Employment. I uh, need to ask you a question. Yep. High on middle or low, or does it matter? We need all three kinds, don't we? Don't we need all? We, we, we want people to come in that have money because money creates jobs. Isn't that, that's the well, GOP wait, mantra, right? We want the. Lower taxes allows me to invest in my business so I can create jobs. That's, that's blah, 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 blah. You hear that all the time from Republicans. So you got to have that. We have a program like that's called the EB-5 program, and it's under attack right now. By whom? Republicans. Isn't this hilarious? Why? Well, a lot of Chinese are using it. Okay. Why? One, they have money, lots of money, and two, they want to get the hell out of China. <laughs> they want to create jobs here? Awesome. They want to create businesses here? They want to loan money so we can build a hotel downtown and in return they get a green card? I don't have a problem with that. Are we selling America? Sure. Is America on sale? Sure, we should hire. We should raise the rate, raise the amount of money you need to use for the investment. Particularly but, if you have a uranium mine, <laughs> or whatever you happen to have. Maybe Bill Clinton is a friend. Uh, but yeah, and the low end, we need people to pick our crops. If we want to continue having agriculture in our country, we need people to do that. And we just our kids just aren't doing it, David. It's just that's that simple. But if we have an effective program that encourages people to come, yes, you can stay. Yes, you can bring your family. We don't necessarily want you to immigrate permanently, but we will treat you fairly so that you can have a good a good life here and have a great life back home when you're done working. I think an effective system recognizes that. And middle-income people, those are STEM jobs, science, technology, engineering, math, as well as others. We want to in, When you work with people from different backgrounds, you become a better person. You become a better employee. You become a better manager. You become a better owner because you're diversifying what you know and who you know and who you work beside. I mean, I have a half a dozen different nationalities in my office. I have different languages in my office. And I think I'm a better person because of that, because I'm more attuned to the needs they have, to where they come from and where they're going and where they're taking their families. I think it's important for America. It's what makes us great. It's what makes I look at our U.S. military. Our military is a bunch of white and black guys fighting in the desert. We look at our military is hugely diversified. In fact, probably the most diverse fighting force in the entire world is the United States military. Um, so there are other systems out there that we can pick and pick pieces from. But the reality is our system's good, but it can get a lot better. The legal immigration system can get a lot better. And if that legal immigration system gets better, David, what happens? Illegal immigration goes down. And Make it easier to catch the guys trying to come across the border working for ISIS, if that really happened. In uh, six years of doing the show, or however many years it's been, this question has never been asked. I know. Okay. Have you ever had someone come to you and say, uh, Charles, I want to immigrate to Syria? Uh, no, what no, do I have to do? No. I have people immigrate to other countries, but never to Syria. Well, any country, though. Yeah, I mean, people come to me all the time and say, hey, I want to I go to England. Mostly it's because of marriage. I married to a British woman. I want to immigrate to England. I said, great. Here's a guy. Here's a lawyer from, from, uh, uh, from so England. So you refer, basically. I refer people out. I part of, actually, I'm part of a global worldwide network called the Alliance of Business Immigration Lawyers. And uh, there are 35 members of this group, 20 here in the U.S., 15 outside, along with a network of more than 400 lawyers around the world uh, that we refer each other work and, and these clients. And they've been vetted, and they're excellent lawyers. That's a very small of number of crooks around the world. 400? 400. <laughs> it's, it's, you don't, it was only 180 countries, David, so, or 210 countries, wherever there are today. Uh, but, no, people do immigrate. And Americans immigrate. How many Americans live in Mexico? I have no idea. A million. Right. Well, I know a lot, you know, which... 
So yes, people do immigrate to other countries. To a degree. Well, I know. And, and a lot of it's due to our tax situation here. They they leave so they can have a, a decent life in their mature years. Right. Although Congress is not letting them come back once they leave. It's really interesting. But they're still getting their... Um, Social Security checks, which they have yeah. to do. It's part of the social contract, right? But they can't they can't necessarily get visas to come back to the United States. But lots of elderly people retire in, uh, you know, people like you, elderly people, retire in yeah. Costa Rica or Belize or Mexico. But if you retire, that doesn't mean you're necessarily giving up. No, but you have to immigrate to those countries. You have to legally go there. You can't just stay illegally unless, unless you think illegal immigration is a good thing. <laughs> I'd like to be undocumented with it. No, <laughs> no, but trust me, I have many friends, dear friends, who are undocumented. Nobody wants to be. I mean, I hear this all the time. Well, I, why can't you help Bobby? You get all these people coming in here illegal and stuff, and they they're getting welfare and and and, and going to our schools and take a deep breath and go, okay, let's let's have a discussion, my friend. Let's have a discussion. So no, people do. No, nobody nobody's ever come to me and said. Um, you know, Chuck, I'd like to immigrate to North Korea. <laughs> Nobody's ever done that. There are certain kind. Nobody wants to necessarily, other than business people on temporary visas. Nobody's immigrating to China for the most part. No, do you do that temporary visas? Oh yeah, we do lots of temporary visas around the world. So temporary work visas, uh, global global immigration is one of our, one of our fortes. We have people in our office that just do that. I work on visas for people. Uh, and visa and that's all done at the consulates here in the United States. See, the U.S. system is unique in that. Uh, not completely unique, but pretty unique in that the visa work is done here before you go to the embassy. So you have to get the U.S. government to agree to let you come before you go to the embassy to ask if you can come. Most other countries, you can go to their foreign embassy in your country, and they'll just, yeah, here's the visa. You can you can come in. You don't have to go to our, our country. Uh, so, now, David, there has been some announcements. I have to ask you about this. People running for the presidency of the United States. I thought there was only one, your girlfriend. Well... She is not the only Democrat running. I know you're big buddy. You're, isn't he your like fishing buddy, Bernie Sanders? Bernie, Bernie. Oh yeah. Aren't Bernie. you guys a big time? Is it you, Bernie you, or Barney? It's Bernie. Barney oh, is the guy Barney. from Boston. Barney's the guy from Boston. Is he your friend too? Um, I don't want to ask about that. But Bernie's running. Although oddly enough, he didn't get a mention on this weekend on the news on Aww. Meet the Press. They apparently forgot about Bernie Sanders. But uh, one of your buddies is announcing today, uh, Mr. Huckabee. Mr. Huckabee. Yes. Mr. Huckabee is from Hope. Arkansas, Arkansas, same uh, place that you're all your buddies. My, 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 well, you know, he's not my buddy. I think I only gave him like a half a million dollars. So I mean, I, I can't, I can't even be friends with him anymore. You didn't let. You're not letting. It's a hundred millions the minimum now for Bill. You're not letting him fly around in your. He's not flying jet? in my private jet anymore. Oh, oh. I, I, I don't understand why. I, it's not that bad. It's a small jet, but. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I ride him. Well, I got, I got to pay the bills. I got to yeah, pay the bills. I feel your pain. I gotta pay the bills. Hey, at least the dude's honest, right? I gotta pay the bills. You know that's a, you know what that is. That's a man who came from poverty. I wonder. That's I a man who came from poverty. So I'm gonna get every dime I can possibly make in my life. I wonder if he's. I wonder if the last time he wrote a check. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Well. You know, we know what their charitable giving was. His underwear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at least Romney. Now this is a family show. Okay, that's true. So, Mr. Huckabee's running, and you got uh, Carly Fiorina, mm-hmm. uh, who drove HP into the ground before she was fired in 2005. Somehow she's qualified to run for president. Uh, ben Carson, who thinks you become gay by going to prison, apparently, uh, he's running for president. Dave, I have to ask you this question. Are any of these people, these three, serious candidates for president? No. No. Well, I... I really? You know, I think... Do any of them have a chance to be president of the United States? No. no. Uh, I think in their mind, they, you know, I, I, I might as well just announce that. What did you say about Ben Carson? He thinks you become gay by going to prison. Oh, okay. Uh, I did listen to his speech yesterday mm-hmm. in, in between doing breaks on a show, and uh, it was very good. It was very He's good. a very articulate man uh, who's a very strong faith-based man, which I love. Um but I don't think he's qualified to be president of the United States. I, well, I don't think he has a temperament to be president. I totally disagree. I don't think there's an announced candidate. I know that, they, that is qualified. Very few are qualified before they rise to that level. I think you're, you, once you're elected, you rise. You chip, the great ones rise to that challenge. But things in life prepare you. And I just don't think Ben Carson or Mike Huckabee. Uh, who I think is just completely off the deep end uh, religiously. The only, the only thing I would uh, say about, and I, and I had this 
discussion with a friend of mine yesterday, as a matter of fact, about Carson. And I no, do I think he stands a chance? No. No. Do I think he is qualified or could be president of the United States if, if by some whatever he was elected? The one thing you got to give him, and, and you know how I feel militarily. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think a person should run that hadn't had military experience. But that's me. That's right. my personal. So you put that aside. There's not a person running that's had military experience. I don't believe, uh, sure except not. Wells out of Virginia, if he right. decides to run. But with that Webb, being Webb, West Virginia, Webb, Webb. Uh, but putting that aside, the one thing you got to give Carson credit for, and you know, it's sort of like not everybody can be an attorney. Well, not everybody can be a... Uh, neurosurgeon. Neurosurgeon. And I think he would be, and with some of the doctors that I hold in high esteem, I think he would be a person that would say, I don't have the answer this second, but give me a couple of hours and let me research it. Well, you know, there is another president who did that all the time. Pardon? There was another guy who did that all the time when he was president, and he got called and he got vilified for it. Huh. His name was Jimmy Carter. Yeah, well, Jimmy Carter was. Anyway, <laughs> we won't so he, they're there. running. So here's my question: How many more are going to run? Huh. Dude, I might as well throw my hat in the ring at this point. You never wear a hat, though. But so I just throw my head into the throw, ring. At this throw point. a wig in. I have a head. I have a head. <laughs> Uh, throw my head into the ring at this point. Might as uh, well. Everybody else is. But I look at their immigration positions, which which at least is in the top top ten topics Americans want to hear about. None of them have a plan. You know, so it makes me wonder about their other plans. If you don't think immigration is important enough to have an effective plan other than deport everybody, what's your plan? Let's take our final break here on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. Soy Charles Cook, el jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Estoy en su lado. Con más de 20 años de experiencia con la ley de inmigración, conozco cómo ayudarle. Sé la ley y sé que alguna gente podemos ayudar. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O visítenos en el internet. www.immigration.net Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national. Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Now, welcome back to the America's Web Radio, the Immigration Hour. David, I want to talk about Jeb Bush. Your buddy. My buddy Jeb. Now, Jeb's, uh, Jeb's not running for president yet because he, he's kind of listening. Is it okay with you? Is that the reasoning? He's listening. He's listening. What's he listening to? Money falling into his pocket. Ah. <laughs> ching, ching. Ching, ching, ching. Um, but he was in Puerto Rico. Now, I don't know why you go to Puerto Rico. I'm certainly not going to raise money, but um, kind of get the Latino vote. But, uh, you know, Bush speaks fluent Spanish. It's pretty good Spanish, by the way, in case you were curious. Uh, and uh, he um, was talking about a couple of things, but he talked about the immigration uh, thing, including uh, one of the biggest supporters of immigration reform is this guy named Grover Norquist. You've, you've heard of Grover Norquist, right? Americans for Tax Reform. Um, Bush was asked whether he would sign a pledge. No. But when I was governor, I cut taxes every year. No one come close to that record of tax cuts. Um, I thought it was interesting. You know, I wouldn't sign that pledge. That's crazy. Why would I hamstring myself? I don't know what the, what the future holds. Read my lips. Who said that? That's his dad. You see, he's not... Bush Jeb is a smart... I think he's way smarter than George. Uh, and as smart as father. But um, the reality is, George W. Bush, when he... Uh, George H. W. Bush, when he signed that tax increase, probably saved us from a recession. Reality. He probably saved us from a recession. That had to be done. Uh, so here's Bush on immigration. Uh... 
somebody told him that uh, you know we should support everybody. He goes, I think you're wrong on immigration. To be honest with you, he said to Lowry, who was the guy in National Review. You think I'm wrong, and I respect you for it, but I honestly believe that if we fix the legal part of it that's not working, we can grow our economy far and far faster, and we'd be younger and more dynamic. The world that some argue for is a world of declining population. It's the world of Japan. It's the world of Europe in decline. I reject that. America doesn't do that well. America does. We're at our best when you're young, aspirational, and dynamic. Maybe I'm stubborn. I'm willing to listen to the other views on this, and I'm hopeful about having a good dialogue. But I think I'm right about this. If we're going to grow economically, we need to figure out how to get this fixed pretty quick. Especially, Bush said this, Republicans need to tread carefully when discussing immigration or risk losing the support of minority voters. He said on immigration, President Obama, quote, uses this as a wedge issue, and we always lose. We always lose on a political argument about tone and about all this. And he always wins, or the Democrats always win, if you think about having family be the driver of legal immigration, rather than an economic driver. Delaying this is what he wants. He doesn't want immigration reform. Jeb Bush is absolutely correct. Obama does not want immigration reform. Absolutely not. Which is why he's never given a plan to Congress. What stops him today from calling up the Speaker and, and, and the Majority Leader and saying, here's what I'm willing to agree to. I'll fix this, boom, 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 boom. I'll put these things in place. You fix these things, let's do it. What stops him from doing that? Nothing at all. Um, and uh, so at the end of the day, you've got uh, Obama uh, using it as a wedge issue. He's delaying this is what he wants. And Zeb Bush goes this, We're going to turn people into Republicans if we're much more aspirational in our message. And our tone, I think, has to be more inclusive as well. I mean, this, that's the Republican that people are going to vote for. And not the crazy stuff like Scott Walker who listens to Jeff Know Nothing Sessions uh, about his game. So, I know you're not a big Bush fan. I mean, Bush to me no, is no, the only guy no, in the no, race. No, 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 you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, I, have my, I have some problems. Not on his immigration, though. But, with that being said, you know, you're as crazy as Bush is when you think you're going to get that message understood. By in the, the primary? General? Huh? In the primary. In the primary or in the general? You know, no, in general, I think this sells well. I think this sells well in the general, David. I do. But how are you going to get him through well, the primary? What did he primary? say? He has to lose the primary to win the general? Isn't that what he said? Yeah. I don't know how he's going to do that. Um, Third party, here I come, which I, I, I have a total disdain for that. For third parties? Only because, and, and even more so today than yesterday, um... Because we can't, our country can't take splitting any more than it's. Split. We are designed for a two-party system. Mm-hmm. We just are. A three-party system is what got us Bill Clinton, isn't it? But what we need is a two-party system, An not a not system. a one-party, one A and one B. A one-party uh, ocracy yeah. that we have that run both parties. Uh, out of Wall Street and the banks. You know, Elizabeth um, Warren, who I know you're a big fan of out of Boston, but think about it. Some of the things she says, I know you agree with. <laughs> I'm an Indian. No, we, sh- we shouldn't have bailed out the banks. Should we have? Should we have given your money to the banks? No. So they I can make money? So you, don't, so you don't disagree with her on that. I, I don't think we should bail out countries either. Right. But there are certain things that you agree with her on that you disagree with the Republicans on and said, no, we should have bailed out the banks. Save the banks. We should have bailed out GM instead of letting it go bankrupt. Now, some would say, oh, but it saved all these jobs. True. But what could have risen from its ashes that maybe would have been better? Well, the killing of the unions would have been better. Well, that's what would have happened. They would have disappeared, but they kept them around. So you got banks. So there are certain things that progressives like Warren say that you don't necessarily disagree with. Oh, I think that's true of almost anybody. Exactly. So, I even agree with you once in a while. What we is these two parties, they talk about these overall, just like two circles that intersect, and the vast majority of Americans are in that small intersection where the two parties talk over each other about the same things, and we go, that's what we want. And then they go back to where they are on the edge. And I would love to have somebody who's just, and, and Jeb is really closer to the middle, although he's very conservative on a lot of issues, but he's not forcefully conservative in that he will he will do he will never compromise on an issue. 
he understands how politics works. So I mean, I, if I got to cut, if it's between me, it's down to me, and it's Clinton v. Bush. I think it's what you're looking at right now, right? Do you, have, do you see any other options at this point? Something, something dramatic has to happen in the next, next six, 18 months, but right now so it could be. Is that even a choice for you? That's a no-brainer for you. Well, and you for know, me. I, uh, maybe he was in Puerto Rico changing his name. <laughs> I think that was wonderful of him to do that, you know? to say that he feels Latino. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. Uh, you know, we're Americans. And I think this whole idea of identifying who you are on the ballot is stupid. Okay, You're an American. I know. He I, says, I, I feel Latino. Bruce Jenner has a reality show. I feel like a woman. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody, I just feel like a poor country boy from Texas. Exactly, David. But you're not. You're a rich, wealthy suburbanite <laughs> in Atlanta. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I was very pleased with Jordan. And you know what I like about him? He's telling this to the guys at the National Review. These are the hyper-conservative dudes who are all over anti-immigration rhetoric, which is the weirdest thing because they used to be pro-immigration. You know, they used to be pro-immigration, so it's really fascinating that this How kind of stuff is How long do you think it would take for Jeb Bush to get his point across to make some screaming anti-immigration person understand what's going on? You can't even... Jeb you doesn't can't need those votes. You can't Jeb even argue... He doesn't need that vote. I mean, I, I would make you a bet <clears throat> that nine out of ten on the sidewalk, street and not street people, but, but just random people that you selected, I'll bet you a dollar, and I know you don't bet, but a dollar, that if you ask them, are the, and they only know illegal, they don't know undocumented, are they taking jobs? And everyone, I, ninety-nine percent would say they're taking jobs away from unless, Americans. Unless ten of them were business owners, and every one of them would say no. Yeah. So it this this is I'm excited about the election. The more the more crazy stuff that goes. What's interesting is they they've cut down the number of debates this this next year for the GOP. You remember last year they had the the nine dwarfs or whatever up there, yeah. uh, and they had like twenty three debates. They're only going to have twelve this year, and they're going to limit the stage to seven or eight people. Otherwise, there's no time for everybody to talk. Yeah, no. So these folks have to declare mm. and get enough standing in in the in, in the process of the next six months to actually qualify for the debates. I, I'm curious. It's going to be a fun time, David. It's going to be an absolutely fun time. Well, I, I don't. Not like your terminology, but we're in serious times. And I, you know, I don't know. Maybe Jeb is the one to come forward. I don't know. Um, well, I just pray that we get a real leader as our next president. Um, Obama clearly is not that guy on a, lot, on a whole host of issues. Although I do appreciate him bringing the love back to golf. I think that's important. <laughs> we needed a president who played a lot of golf. It's been a while since Eisenhower was around, so... Um, but at the end of the day, if we have, if we get a good president on immigration, we'll have a good president on everything else. I, I truly believe. I think immigration is simply the harbinger of what comes. And when you're negative on immigration, you get negative consequences in your economy. When you're positive on immigration, you get positive consequences in your economy. And I think at the end of the day, that's what we want to have. We want positive consequences in our economy. So today has been a good show this week. Uh, I'll be planting on Saturday. I'll bring some more pictures in for you to take a look at. Hopefully some of those that I planted this week will have sprouted, and I should be eating radishes in three weeks. Is that how it works? Three weeks for radishes. That's three, that's all radishes take is three weeks. So until next week, it's the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.